Barney Gibson. Number three, marching around the world. Maybe because he's swift, I don't know, in terms of European style. Well, I can tell you the two plus two tonight, Pip. Can you say the alphabet backwards? That is backwards. It's not funny and nobody likes you. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This is my friend! This is Wrestle Rant Radio. All right, welcome back, folks, to another edition of WrestleRant Radio here today, October 27th, 2015. We are live here on EC Radio. I'm the one, the only, Graham G.S.M. Matthews, joined by the one and the only, at RJ underscore Marcel. RJ, how's it going tonight? Doing good tonight, Graham. We got a stacked show here today. Stacked show. New Day Rocks. New Day Rocks. <laughs> they're on the winner's list tonight, baby. They're on the, liner, they're on the winner's list tonight, not the winner's list. The winner's list. Yes. Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Monday Night Raw on Monday night. Breaking ground debut. Today's the release of WWE 2K16. It's a great week to be a wrestling fan. Yes. We're going to be breaking it. You're a huge yes, man. You're yes. Kevin. You're going to ask me like Kevin Dunn here today? Yes. You're Kevin Dunn? Yes. <laughs> well, we got a big episode on tap for you here today, folks. But we're going to be joined by, for the first time in many months, since his epic rant on Hulk Hogan and the Poffo family many months ago, he's back here on WrestleRant Radio, Jacob Bloom. Jacob, how's it going tonight, dude? Oh, doing good, brother. Just, uh, just play, was playing that out of the WWE before you called me. Pretty, pretty legit, but uh, yeah, doing pretty good. Nice, dude, nice. But you said brother. So before we get into Raw and Hell in a Cell, <laughs> before we get into anything else, I got to ask you, what are your thoughts on Hulk Hogan? Well, I mean, we all know my thoughts on Hulk Hogan uh, <laughs> before uh, this whole fiasco. But I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm going to take I'm going to take a different a different turn, and uh, I'm going to forgive an old white dude for being an old white dude and say they're kind of going over the top. I mean, yeah, maybe taking back a little bit, you know, not making a big deal. But I don't think he deserves to be Benoit for this whole thing. But I mean, he's a fucking old idiot anyway. So <laughs> Love it. Well, that was shocking. I was expecting another rant on Hulk Hogan, but I... oh no, it's, it's, it's silly, man. Like I'm with you. So silly. Like yeah, okay. What he said was stupid. He shouldn't have said it. I agree. But the but the, the thing is, is like there's been plenty of other controversies, way involving people who are still active on the roster now. Than like I mean. If, if you want to go, you know, the PG era, I mean, Jack Swagger getting busted for dope, you know, all this, like, that kind of stuff is, like, you know, that's just as controversial to me because these guys are still on television. Hulk Hogan's a fucking 170-year-old dude. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, really? A 70-year-old man is racist? No way. I'm shocked. Just absolutely shocked. But, no, like, it's just it's to be expected. I mean, he's, a, he's an old white dude, and he sucks. And he should have been erased from history long before this happened just for being a shit wrestler. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Love it. Love it. But I assume your thoughts in the Bafo family remain the same. Uh, yeah. Uh, Macho Man's great. Lonnie can suck a fucking fat one. <laughs> love. Love the Jacob Bloomerant to kick off this show. I, I will tonight. say, though, I will say I'm glad that he, he was the one who did the, uh, 
you know, he had a big hand in the WrestleMania thing or whatever, but I still, I, I still hate him. I think he's awful. <laughs> Love it. Well, we recorded that with you many months, or I think, was it right before WrestleMania? I can't remember exactly. I think so. I think it was before it the was right before, yeah, right before WrestleMania. Because I, I, I think me going off was about Hulk Hogan in, in, in uh, inducting Randy Savage. But. Yes. That's that's what it was. Yes, Hulk Hogan did yeah. the like the warm up or whatever it was, and then Lanny Poppo mm-hmm. did the induction itself. I do remember that. Yes, but yeah. it's been many months since then. Almost six months removed. We got Jacob back on the show here today. We're gonna kick it off with you mentioned it. You mentioned it. WWE 2K16 out today. As someone who just got off, just fresh off playing the game, what are your thoughts on it, Jacob? Well, I have it for uh, PS4, and I gotta say, I mean, I think last year's game was maybe a little bit. Uh, I think everybody went a little negative on last year's game. I mean, people seem to forget that uh, first-generation iterations of uh, every year's sports games historically have been pretty awful. But uh, I think it's great. I mean, I've only played – I played it for a few hours just messing around, created some people, you know. But, I mean, they pretty much restored all of the missing features that were gone from last game and – made some gameplay it's 2k 2k makes incredibly detailed sports games they always have going back to nfl 2k5 and you know what even their baseball games weren't even that great but they were still super detailed and the commentary was amazing i mean this year's i mean wrestling game commentary always is gonna suck i don't know how they'll make it better but it always has been awful but uh, I mean, even their basketball game commentary is fantastic. So I don't understand where the, 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 the misconnection is. But other than that, I mean, you can't really ask for more out of this year's game. I mean, it doesn't have Hulk Hogan in it and fucking Lonnie Popo isn't there. <laughs> so but you can create him. I might create Lonnie Popo just to beat him up. Other than, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic game, man. Like, it's really it's, it's mind-blowing how far. Like, I remember playing... Very, I remember the very first wrestling game I ever owned was the Royal Rumble for the Sega Genesis. Wow. And to, like, sit back and go, wow, like, and just to see how far things have come, just as, you know, because I'm a young guy, but, like, just how far things have come in my in my lifetime. Like, I remember the first time they put blood in a wrestling game in uh, WWF Warzone, I think it was, for the PS1. I mean, the one I can remember. But, uh, and they, like, when you saw blood for the first time, you are like, whoa, this is crazy. And now you got, like, <laughs> full-scale, five-star presentations but if i had to give it a hard rating right now just mm-hmm. for the three hours of playing it i'd probably give it a solid eight 8.5 it's great very nice so uh, i'm assuming you would recommend it to people to buy uh yeah i would recommend it for i mean obviously if you're a hardcore wrestling fan i mean getting the, the year of the games isn't even a question but i would highly suggest those games to people who aren't wrestling fans that just like you know you get you and i mean i know you guys are straight edge or whatever but even if you're not it is Get like four or five friends together, have some drinks, beat each other up. Like, there's no more fun in room multiplayer game than wrestling, in my opinion. No, it looks like a great game. I can't wait to play the last couple games. I'm not as critical on games as some others. I just kind of I don't really have time for the games, but some when I do sit down and play them, always a great experience. Last couple mm-hmm. games have been pretty good. This one looks to be exceptional from the. Well, so you're you're a big fan of that. What was it? 07 with the GM mode. In Absolutely, it? SVR 07 yeah. is my shiznit. <laughs> right, that that's, oh, dude, that was a, that was a classic. But no, like for me, even <clears throat> me being a huge independent wrestling game fan, like yeah. independent wrestling, just period. It's so surreal to see guys like you know Devin and Balor and you know Owens and Kevin Owens yeah. and 
Samoa Joe is going to be one of the DLCs. Like, I'm so geek. And they have the original ECW arena in the game. The nice. original ECW Philadelphia arena. So you can use it for, like, Ring of Honor if you wanted to or other indie promotions. Like, it's, it's a great game. Looking forward to getting it. Looking forward to getting it. I always get it every single year at Christmas. The, the, these two months better go by fast because this game looks phenomenal. But RJ, you said after watching the commercial yesterday, you're getting it for your birthday in about a month, November 16th. People, send them the gifts right now. Wrestling, what, what's your t-shirt size? People going to send you t-shirts. Double X. Double X. Get them a t-shirt, people. <laughs> get them a Big Show shirt. Get them, get them the last Big Show shirt in WWE shop. Please. <laughs> but uh, what are your thoughts, RJ? I know you haven't played the game yet, but uh, are you excited for this game, of course? Yeah, it looks really good. Like, like uh, Jacob said, it looks like the graphics are unrealistic. Uh, unreal, like they usually are. 2K is pretty good, especially their basketball game. They usually have really good graphics, and it looks like the new WWE game has great graphics, too. And they've gone through, like, the Stone Cold Showcase, the Be My Career thing, the Universe Mode. I've always liked the Universe Mode. It's not the same as GM Mode, but... It's still pretty good, It's yeah. still pretty good, and... Um, I just like having that control of like making my own like WWE universe, I guess. It's great. It's great. great. Being in control of your own universe, making your own fuse, heel turns, baby face turns, making your own wrestler, create a wrestler, create an arena, everything. It's great. Yep. They're adding new and more and more features every single year. This game, this game looks to be no exception, so I'm looking forward to getting it as well. Yeah, go ahead, Jacob. Um, sorry, real quick, RJ, what, what system do you have? Xbox One. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you guys can play together can, online. We can play. We can have like a WrestleRant. We can create a WrestleRant <laughs> championship belt, and like all the guest hosts can like wrestle for it. <laughs> there we go. Tournament WrestleRant Radio 2K16 tournament. That'd be Who interesting. Would be? Who would I be? Yeah. Oof. Some punks gone from the roster, so I don't know. Um, I don't know. In all seriousness, maybe would have to go with Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder is a winner. Zack <laughs> <Zach> Ryder. <laughs> They got the whole. You know, no, no. Sorry, not Zack Ryder. I'd be Mikey Whipwreck. Mikey uh, Whipwreck is the guy to go oh, with. Oh, dude, hit somebody. Oh, hit somebody with a whippersnapper. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to be Mike Whipwreck in WWE 2K16. I, I'd have to go. I'd have to go with my creative Lonnie Papo. <laughs> you gotta go with the Papo. Yep. Can't no, stop actually, I don't. If we were actually playing, if we were actually did this and like you could do like you know custom superstars, I'd have to go. Um. Man, I'd have to go. I'd have to go with Tommy. I don't know why. I just I love I love his moveset. Like I'd have to go him or Owens just because. Kevin Owens is gonna be nice. I, I'm just excited to play as the new guys because this is their first time in the game. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Hideo with Tommy. Tyler I believe is in the game. Tyler Breeze, Corbin, all the NXT guys are in the game except for the four horse women. But that's another story for another day. You know what? I'll be Eva Marie. <laughs> Eva Marie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be Cameron. Eva Marie. <laughs> Cameron, yeah. Cameron or Eva Marie. They're going to win it all. Right. They're going to be the winners of the WrestleRant Radio Tournament in 2K16. <laughs> but moving forward now from the WWE Network, the premiere of Breaking Ground. RJ, you saw it the other day. What were your thoughts on it? That was good. Like you said, it's kind of like an ESPN, like E60 or 30 for 30 that they usually do. Um, highlighted Bailey, Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin, and like a couple like random no-namers. Mm-hmm. But I Devin Taylor. Devin Taylor, and I don't know the other people's names. But um, it was good. I thought it was pretty good for the first episode, and it's very interesting to see where it goes from the next few episodes. I don't know how many episodes they've scheduled, but it's something I definitely would watch each week. Wrestling fans love behind-the-scenes stuff, and that's exactly what this is, too. Getting like the insides and outsides of their personalities, of their attitudes. Yeah. 
character development. You said it, RJ. That's what Baron Corbin is. But what I love about Baron Corbin, I've very well established, I've never been the biggest Baron Corbin fan. But he has grown on me. His performance at TakeOver was very, very good. And the best part about that special was just kind of getting an inside look at Baron Corbin, the person, not just the wrestler. Because you don't really see much of him on TV. We had that one promo where he's like, I'm a football player. I don't care about any of these independent guys. They worked hard. I didn't, but I'm here. I got a contract. Like, I like that promo, but we don't know anything else about Baron Corbin. This show provides us with that platform. Mojo Raleigh busting his balls about, like, eating a salad <laughs> backstage. And Baron Corbin's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Hope, hopefully you're as funny as you are a good wrestler. Because... He's just shitting on his on his wrestling skills. It's so funny. <laughs> love Baron Corbin after that special. Much as, as as much as I love Brock Lesnar after he said he hated people in that podcast last week. Great line from the Beast Incarnate. But um, yeah, I, I feel was... like me and Brock Lesnar are related somewhere down the line because I feel minus all the country stuff. Like I feel the same way. Like I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of people most of the time. Yeah, same. I think we I think we can all agree on that one. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I thought the Breaking Ground special. And Devin Taylor was probably the most interesting part because, as we all know, she got cut legitimately only like a week or two ago. And they talked about at the end of the special. It's only 30 minutes. It's not an hour either. So it's a quick hour, to, a quick half hour to kill. goes by super quick. But they were talking about how she suffered all these setbacks, all these injuries, blah, 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 blah. We are not going to cut her yet because we feel like she has potential. And lo and behold, this was filmed a couple months ago. But lo and behold, she's now been released from the company. So... Obviously, she didn't have what it took, but I'm looking forward to seeing more of her, the uh, the 19-year-old girl, Noom for whatever her name is. Um, I thought it was a good special. Looking forward to the future episode. So, Jacob, did you check out the premiere of Breaking Ground yet? And if so, what were your thoughts? Uh, yes, I did. I actually I watched it yesterday while I was eating dinner, and it's a very interesting, like I said, it's got a very 30 to 30 feel to it. Uh, me being somebody who was very sour on uh, Baron Corbin when he first was you know, coming to prominence, I... I'm starting to like him more. He's starting to remind me of an of an old school kind of brawler power guy. Like I don't know, somebody like maybe like a Barry Windham or so you know, somebody with maybe not a lot of like, you know, he doesn't have a lot of uh, charisma, but he can work. I mean his his moveset and his stuff is kinda of limited, but it, it it doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? He's he's a dominating figure. I, I like him. I'm like Shows like that that make me connect with people outside of the product is, I think, great for anybody who's, you know, maybe like some, maybe some guys who you don't watch independent or don't watch uh, independent wouldn't know who, like, you know, Apollo Crews or UHA Nation was. So mm-hmm. seeing those guys, like, because I've, I've been watching, you know, Apollo Crews for years, but it was nice to kind of get some in-depth, you know, it's, I think it's going in a really great direction. I just hope that maybe they can bust away later on away from NXT and maybe give us a behind-the-scenes look at people who are on the main roster right now and just, like, what guys go through when they're not in the ring. I think that would be really interesting. But right now, I think it's a great show. I love shows like that. Yeah, it's great. I would love to see more of that with the main roster guys, too, Um, especially with, like... And it's funny, because a lot of the main roster guys right now, like, I, I can't give you a percentage, but a majority of them came from NXT or even FCW. Uh-huh. Like at least eighty percent of the guys are from the la- have debuted in the last five years at least. So I, I would love to get like an inside look at like Kevin Owens, Finn Balor. Nothing. He's already in NXT. Well, uh, I don't know if he, I don't know if they're still online or not, but Kevin Owens used to have this show, this weekly uh, 
was like usually a, a five to fifteen minute show of him just traveling around the road on the weekends mm-hmm. and like funny stuff that would happen. I don't know if he still has it on the internet, but it was it was it was so funny. Like all the guest appearances from other indie wrestlers, and he was just him and recording on his cell phone and making the shows out of it. It was really good, but I figured WWE would have made him take it down by now. Maybe, yeah, but I can only imagine how great it would be consistent, you know, just based off the interview alone that he did it with Renee Young a couple weeks ago. <laughs> super funny, where he's like, I don't, I'm don't, i Canadian, but I don't drink, and Renee Young is, like, busting his balls about it. So funny. Mm-hmm. You, know, but, uh, you know, I like, too, uh, Austin, Austin Watson's fucking YouTube up, channel. Up, up, down, down? It's so funny watching them play video games <laughs> together, because then, like, they're just out of the character. Seth Rollins is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's up, just up, so down, funny. down is one of the funniest things going right now. Yeah. It's so if funny. you are in a uh, if you're in if you're in the video games or wrestling or comedy like just for like Damian Sandow alone in those videos is just cracking me up and just like watching those guys act like normal people like that that would be me playing video games with one of my friends like it's just it's so funny to see them like interact with each other it's so, I love up up down down I do too I think so, it's so great funny. Rusev's good Rusev's in there. Rusev's hilarious. <laughs> Rusev. Oh my god, they call him Tong Po. That's like <laughs> fucking blood sport. I was Tong losing po. control. They, I was like, oh my god, yes, he is the Tong Po of the WWE. Like, that is such a perfect comparison. Oh my god. They call, um, uh, they call Damien, they call him Mr. Manda. They have great nicknames for everybody. They just call right? him Xavier Austin, Mr. Watson, or whatever. They call Maddox something. Brad Maddox is in the show. The guy's been on WWE yeah, TV for like him, two they years. They call him Meatball. He looks like a 20-year younger version of Eric Bischoff on that show. Yeah. Oh, man. I think he's doing something. He has to be, his hair does not look like that on purpose. Like, no, yeah. That has to be a gimmick of some size <laughs> yeah. that we have not seen yet. Like, that'd be funny if he was just like fake Eric Bischoff and that was what they were working with. That's what they're doing in the house show circuit right now. We're d- we just never see it because he's not on TV. But yeah, I love right. Up, Up, Down, Down. I don't know if you saw it or not. They did an episode. They did a couple episodes with him. Um, but the one that I watched was they did a Star Wars Battlefront one with Stardust. Yeah. And the best part about it was that he was in character the entire oh, time. Oh, he didn't break character no. the whole video. That yeah. was hilarious. I'm sorry, but this whole Stardust thing I think is fucking hilarious. Like, we'll get to it, I'm sure, on the pay-per-view, but just like that little quick cut they did of him and the Ascension in the audience. I wa- I laughed so hard. Like, I didn't, I, I just wasn't expecting it. Like, this whole thing with the Ascension and Stardust, I think if they maybe put a little more time into it, could you imagine a rivalry between those three and, like, the New Day? Oh, like, my God. The New Day has, like, the new day is like baby face heels, like tweeners, and like, mm-hmm. oh my god, that'd be so hilarious. And I was thinking today, there's at least five different heel factions in the company right now. We got the Authority, Wyatt Family, New Day, Cosmic Wasteland, and if you can kind of count Seamus Rusev and uh, Barrett, that's five heel yeah. factions right there. I feel like one of them is going to have to turn eventually. And if it's going to be anybody, it has to be New Day, but they're doing such a great job right now as champions. Well, see, I, was there, as I was there the night. They debuted, so I was there right? The night. Yeah, I was there. They were debuting uh, yeah. Fort Wayne, where I'm from, on uh, the SmackDown <laughs> taping. And the crowd just shit all over them. Just as soon as they walked through the curtains, they just booed them out of the building. <laughs> and me and my cousin were on our way back to my house. And I'm just like, you know what, man? If they would do, like, because he was saying, like, you know, all you they need to just be, like, the nation of domination and be, be you know, militant black dudes. And, that, and I'm like, no, they don't. I was like, what they need to do 
it's just like moments in wrestling when you think something should happen and it happens and it makes you feel good. Like this is like well, this has been one of my biggest ones I've had in a while. Was just <laughs> I was like, no, they need to keep the same character, lose a little bit of the religion of it, and just be smart asses. And <laughs> yeah. Just, like, and like and it's just it's it's great when wrestling like you know goes with what you as a fan would what thing would be great. And I love the new day. They're like the best part of Raw every week. Love, very true. They're <laughs> so entertaining. Hey, we want some new day. <laughs> Love new day. But see, like the funny thing is, is like that's so not PG. No, like, absolutely like, not. No. Like, if you know where that where that came from, like the <laughs> yeah. song, like all the shit they say is so non PG, but they hide yeah. it to where like it's people that are our age and our mentality that are like, ah, I know what that is. Like you know, <laughs> people are just laughing. And yeah. like it's so funny, like they're they're on fire right now, man. It's totally so on fire. They're on so fire. great. Kofi Kingston's old vignettes when they did a uh, the podcast with Jericho a couple months ago. Yeah. Vince on Kingston's vignettes, barely, barely passable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Vince. god, Vince, gotta represent Vince. But man, love the new day. Perfect time to plug the new article from RJ tomorrow. Hopefully, it will be it should be up tomorrow. Next wrestling.net. Haven't read it yet, but it's about the new day. Correct. Yes. It's about the New right. Day from where they started. We talked about it last night, a year ago. Go back in the archives. You know, Jacob just said about about his being in live there for the debut a year ago. People were crapping all over, and we were crapping all over, and rightfully so. The gimmick sucked. I mean, I was glad these guys were on TV, but these guys, I, I saw from the moment they had these backstage videos, like these guys are genuinely funny. Like Kingston, Biggie, and Xavier oh, yeah. Woods. They got great chemistry together. And as a heel gimmick, at what they're doing right now, and then sometimes kind of spicing it up and going a little serious, ending Raw by knocking out John Cena and the Dudley Boys and Ziggler, it's great. Like, these guys are over. Love the new T-shirt. Love the new day. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, going into Hell in a Cell, the kickoff show, the showcase of the losers, as we like to call it here on WrestleRant Radio, <laughs> We had Neville, Cesaro, and Ziggler beating Sheamus, Barrett, and Rusev in six-man tag team action. Jacob, what were your thoughts on the match? Uh, I really don't. I mean, I have – it just goes to show that, like, you don't got to be a talker to be entertaining. I mean, the only thing that's memorable from that match was Cesaro just going fucking ham sandwich on everybody. <laughs> yep. And, like, letting uh, – here you go, little dude. Get your move in, you know, to, fin to finish the match. I like – I know it's something stupid, but that the way that Neville pinned, uh, I believe it was uh, Barrett in that match. No, I think it was. I think it was way, Barrett. Yeah, I'm not sure. No, maybe yeah, it was Barrett. The way he, the way he pinned Barrett in that match was just like the weird side Shawn Michaels leg grab thing. That was awkward, but it was kind of <laughs> cool. But like, it just goes to show that he, Cesaro could be on the bottom of the card or the top of the card, and he will just get pure pops simply on his work, like his in ring ability. And it just goes to show that no matter how badly they book Cesaro, he's always going to be over. So, yep. like, for me, that was a Cesaro showcase match. Like I said, the brief the brief uh, camera clip to uh, <laughs> fucking start up to this match was great. But that's – I mean, I thought it was a fun – It was a, the match was exactly where it needed to be. And it was entertaining for the fact that you got to see Cesaro go crazy. I mean, so what can you really ask for? It was a great, it was a great uh, pre-show match. Very fun in-ring matchup. Like I said, we talked about this before, RJ. We talked about it last week in the Raw review when they had the same exact match on Raw. All six guys, great wrestlers. Very good wrestlers, and it showed in this match. It's just 
a shame they're not doing more with these guys. The heels got I go either way on Sheamus. I've always kind of hated Sheamus, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I think that's the opinion of many members of the IWC that Sheamus. I've never hated Sheamus. I just don't feel like it's the right move to put the belt on him, especially because people just don't care. Like, I forgot he was Mr. Money in the Bank because he never he never talks right? about it. It's just ridiculous. Here's the thing. If that loser. man, for some odd reason, becomes the WWE champion, fucking stupid. What they, <laughs> he needs to lose that in a match against somebody or he cannot go. Well, I said when he won that, I remember loving that pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. I thought that was an amazing pay-per-view, right? The only, negative, the only negative thing I had, I was like, how the fuck would Sheamus win? <laughs> Like, if all things, they should have had, like, Barrett, I'm not Barrett, but uh, they should have had Wyatt throw Reigns off the ladder and just take the case and leave. Like, like, if, 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 like that should have been the end of that match, not, oh, here comes stupid-ass fucking dumb haircut Sheamus up the ladder. That's, that's exactly what the WWE wants, is the universe wants, is to have Sheamus as the money. Who fucking cares? Oh, I hate Sheamus so much. <laughs> Vince has a huge hard on for Sheamus. Dude, he's got a boner for fucking Sheamus, and I don't get it. Like, he's not fucking Shawn Michaels, man. Like, they off his dick. No, he's not anybody. That's the thing. He doesn't really. No. They give this guy a, a few world title runs for a cup of coffee, and that's it. And he's like the next big man. And every star. one of his fucking moves, the name of it is too long. Every one of his fucking moves, and it's not like, oh, there's. This is like every move is like a four-name word. Like you've got the four beasts or whatever the fuck. Then he's got the, the Irish curse backbreaker thing. And like every name, every signature move is, is a four-named move. That is unnecessary. It's ridiculous. Don't mind Sheamus as a wrestler, as a character. Couldn't care less about him. I can't believe he has the briefcase mm -hmm. right now. And then you have another loser that's next to him. Love this guy. Hate the gimmick. King Barrett. The guy walks around with a cheap-ass <laughs> crown he got from Party City. When you have the Poor real Barrett. king sitting next to him, or sitting right across from him, Jerry the King Lawler. And you got the fake king in the ring. Like, what? what is this Oh, shit? you shut up. Fuck Jerry the King Lawler. He ain't shit. <laughs> I hate he ain't Jerry ever gonna the King Lawler. He's a creepy basement uncle son of a bitch. Oh, I fucking hate Jerry I Lawler. Hate He's Jerry the worst. Lawler. Okay. When so, this goes back, this goes, me and my, you and me talking about my hatred of Jerry Lawler goes, goes back to, like, the first back. time I was on the show. Yep, yep. Like, he just needs to go the fuck away. Like, he does. I hate Jerry Lawler. <laughs> here's the thing. If you take Lawler out, Cole and JBL as a two-man announce team would be great. Would be fine, I'm yeah. sorry. I think it'd be great. Jerry the King Lawler offers nothing. The fact that, I mean, if you if you have to keep him around, I don't know if he's fucking bankrupt or what it is from all the divorces <laughs> he's had or whatever the fuck. You need to give him a job. That's fine. <laughs> Keep him on SmackDown. Get Byron Saxon the fuck out of there. He's the one of the worst announcers I have ever heard in my fucking life. If you need a third man on commentary on Monday night, put fucking Booker T back in there. He is the funniest dude on commentary ever. Booker T, Michael Cole, and Jerry Lawler right now should be the three man. And put that fucking idiot uh, Carlton wannabe Byron Saxon the fuck on SmackDown. And Jerry, creepy Uncle Waller, on right there next to him, and they can it just oh my god, I hate both of those dudes. Byron Saxon is such an idiot. <laughs> They're awful. I'm not a big Byron Saxon guy. No, I've never, never got. He's big... like Black Todd Pettengill. He's a fucking <laughs> he shouldn't be on commentary. Period. Uh, they should stick him in the back, like, hey, what do you think of this, Seth Rollins? 
And then that should be all he say, says, like, the entire show. He's the worst. I am shocked. Fucking put Renee Young on commentary before you put Byron Saxon on fucking commentary. I am shocked that Tom Phillips isn't on commentary anywhere and Byron Saxon's on Raw every single week. I'm surprised. Tom that, Phillips is, is great. Tom is Phillips good. is a good old-school Gordon Foley kind of regular dude. Corey Graves is great at commentary. Yeah, he's a good heel he's commentary awesome. for NXT. He, he calls a fucking move every now and then. <laughs> What did, uh, what, did, what did Byron Saxon call on one of the NXT specials? Bailey did a, a Hurricane Rana. Byron Saxon, go back, I can't remember if it was a, 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 a regular episode or a, or a, a paper, NXT pay-per-view, but he called a Hurricane Rana a flying reverse leg DDT. <laughs> it's a fucking Hurricane Rana, you idiot. Oh, my God. Byron Saxton oh. is awful. I've told you this before, RJ. My personal experience with Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Guy was a douche to me in person. I've met a wide variety of wrestlers. Right uh-huh. up there. Did, he, did he try to touch you, Graham? <laughs> is, this, is this where like it goes black and white behind the music? And like, you know? He was he was just a total dick. Him, Del Rio is kind of very. Boy. Del Rio is very cold too. Not a huge Del Rio personal as a personal fan. As a wrestler, he's fine. As a person, he's. Kind of a dick too, but Lawler was a dick to me as well. But uh, yeah, not not a huge Jerry Lawler fan. So I don't even know where we. Oh, we were talking about the kickoff match. Uh, yeah, yeah so. sorry, I kind of went <laughs> off the rails on Jerry Lawler. No, but I agree, Jerry Lawler is awful. But RJ, your your thoughts? Uh, did we already get your thoughts? No, on the match? we didn't. But well, uh, RJ, what were your thoughts? Pretty much like you said, Cesaro <laughs> did his thing. I can't stand Neville. He's freaking horrible. He's so bad. Your roommates are shitting yeah. on it too. My roommates that don't even watch the show go, this little elf guy sucks. Get him off the TV. And I was like, yeah, I know. Well, because they did that fucking stupid Mighty Mouse fucking <laughs> superhero bullshit. Like, here's the thing. When he was in the Indies, he was great as just a, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to wrestle guy. Yep. Here's the thing. Not everybody has to be a good talker. That's not how wrestling has been. Every era of wrestling has had good workers, and they've had good talkers. Good talkers have gone absolutely nowhere. Guys like Larry Zabisco, guys like, you know, guys like that have done nothing, but they've been great talkers. Work, great workers and bad talkers have gone to the top. Guys like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, you know, guys like that. You don't, it doesn't, it's not so black and white. You don't have to be able to, to do this or this to be a main guy. Let the man come out, do his moveset, which is amazing, and quit making him be a fucking superhero. This is not comic books. But just let him go. Just let him wrestle. He was great in NXT. You want to know why? Because they just let him wrestle. Exactly. And he wasn't in NXT. He wasn't a loser. The guy loses on Raw every single week. He's a loser. Because he's small. He's too fucking small <laughs> to be taken seriously. He's too small, and he doesn't have the charisma. A guy like Sam Punk was small for WWE standards, but he could talk his way into any main event. Period. Neville is too fucking small. The man is four foot two angle, super small, but the man could wrestle and he had, you know, good charisma. Neville's just a, 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 a an athletic midget. And a spot, just, monkey. Just, spot monkey. Yeah, just, he's the new he's Evan Bourne. On NXT. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he might as well just he's go back awful. to NXT. <laughs> ridiculous, but yeah, like I've told you before, told you this a month ago, the new Evan Bourne. The guy takes losses every single week and do a little flippity doodah and gets pyro on his entrance, but at the end of the day, he's a loser. He won on this show, but it was the kickoff show, so it doesn't really matter. But he lost on Raw. Right. So after that opening match, we got the John Cena Open Challenge for the United States Championship. Zeb Coulter comes out, making his first WWE appearance in almost a year. 
and he introduces the returning Alberto Del Rio, making coming out, <laughs> beating John Cena in seven minutes, clean, clean, with a kick to the face to become the new United States champion. So, RJ, I'll start with you. Your thoughts on Del Rio coming back to the company and the new United States champion. Uh, I literally could give two shits that Del Rio's back. Never <laughs> was the biggest Del Rio fan to begin with. And I'm not, and I'm not fucking losing any sleep that he's back. Um, I, I think the way he beat Cena kind of was a slap to the face to everyone else that's fought him recently, especially Owens. He freaking hit him with a super kick on his knees and beat him one, two, three clean. Owens hit him with every move that he could even think of. Three pop up power. Three pop up power bombs. All these other random maneuvers that would put anyone else away couldn't put him away. Same with Seth Rollins. Cena kept kicking out. Beats him clean seven minutes on a on a little kick. On a kick. It's not even like Cena even hit him with any moves. Just beats him one, two, three, and Del Rio wins. That's it? I don't know. It really pissed me off. I it think it's just a slap to the face to Rollins and Owens and Ziggler and Cesaro and all those other guys who tried so hard to beat him but couldn't beat him. But Del Rio beats him seven minutes. Doesn't even get AA'd once. Clean. Clean. That's clean. all I got to say. I wasn't mad. I was just I was shocked. It was a standard squash match was what it was. It, no, no finishers, no injury either. It wasn't like he had his arm injured or something like that. Just beats him clean. That's it. No Cena right. I'm not a Cena fan, but I'm just saying, like the way they wrote him off TV, the guy's gonna be gone for the, like for the next two months. And yesterday, or on Raw, no mention of John Cena at all on the pay per view. Beats him, doesn't attack him, doesn't lock him in the armbar, doesn't do anything. Cena just gets out of the ring, and that's the last we see of John Cena for like the next two months. No mention of him whatsoever. So. The match itself was, wasn't really a match. It went lasted seven minutes. Um, I was just more shocked than anything else than the fact that Del Rio's back. Like, this guy was mouthing off of the company no more than a year ago about how racist they are. And they treated him pretty badly towards the end. No, no doubt about it. I've never been a huge Del Rio fan. But as a wrestler, I thought he was good. He's a very good in-ring wrestler. But as a character, he bored people to tears. And I feel like now with the whole Coulter thing, nothing they did on Raw made me any more excited about seeing Del Rio back. Because he's already done everything. The guy's three time, four time former World Heavyweight Champion. Four times that guy they've given this guy the ball, and he sucked every single time. He can't he, he can't talk on his own. He has no charisma. So they gave him Coulter. People they cheered him in Los Angeles because that's they have a great demographic with the Latino stars over there. That's obvious. But other than that, how we will fare going forward, I really have no idea. But before we go any further, Jacob, what were your thoughts on the matchup and Del Rio becoming the new U.S. Champion and his return to the company? I hate to sound contrary to you guys, but I fucking thought it was great. <laughs> like, I, I love Alberto Del Rio. I always have. But, yeah, character's not that great or whatever. But the WWE right now is lacking lacking stars that can have a three- to five-star match with anybody from top to bottom on the card. WWE is lacking that right now. Uh, in my opinion, like, yeah, you got Cesaro, you got Owens. Those guys could have good matches with anybody. Rollins. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's one of those things where those guys are never going to be unvalued. There's never going to not be a place. And for me, I, when, when, when Coulter came out, I thought it for sure it was going to be Jack Swagger. I'm like, oh, great. Swagger's back with his We the People shit. <laughs> and then, like, I wish that, I mean, I'm sure that the WWE wouldn't know, you know, they couldn't come to terms with Ricardo Rodriguez or whatever. But I think that if there was a long pause and then 
you hear Ricardo Rodriguez start announcing and then walk out, people would have lost their shit. That would have been a way better moment. I personally marked the fuck out when they announced Alberto Del Rio because I was like, wait a minute, isn't this dude like the AAA World Heavyweight Champion? Like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Like, I think it's great. For, I think it's great for business uh, on the business end of things because Del Rio is that's a, that was a huge <clears throat> moment. Like, that would have been like. Uh, I I've been like Jay Lethal coming out. You know, he's like, he was like the, you know, the heavyweight champion of mm. another company comes onto your program and beats a guy who's not a champion. It gives him automatic like cred. Like, yeah, this he's a champion. I gives a lot. WWE gave a lot of cred to Triple A for that. I thought that was awesome what they did for that. And like the beating John Cena clean, like good. Like it, you can't really. Uh, yes, I don't. I don't believe that they needed to give him the U.S. title for bringing back being a big deal. But giving him a mouthpiece like Coulter was great. But honestly, I'd love to see Del Rio work with Paul Heyman sometime down the road. Anytime you need somebody who can't talk with a mouthpiece to make them an automatic top tier guy, you give them Paul Heyman. And with Alberto Del Rio's background as an MMA fighter, and you know, all that good stuff. I think he could do gold with Paul Heyman. I think Heyman would have been a better fit for him than Coulter was. I understand the history yeah. between the two and whatever, and that was that that feud sucked, too, when they did Del Rio and Swagger at WrestleMania of all shows. To do it at all was bad, but to do that at WrestleMania was awful. <clears throat> but I feel like with Del Rio, I don't want to see them go this whole, after what we saw in Raw, the new Mexican-American, it's, it's mm-hmm. so... Played out. I don't want to see another Mexican yeah. America like we saw in TNA and in WWE multiple times. The whole we saw the last time they did it when when Cesaro he's so Swiss. In my opinion, the way they can overcome this. Oh my goodness! Excuse me. Um, have Zeb get over as a babyface. Completely, just get over. Like yeah. Zeb can do that. Zeb Coulter is a great character. If he can turn it on, people love him. We've seen it happen. Have him get over and then have Del Rio super kick him in that wheelchair, you know, and, like, you, that would be such a good heel turn moment and then put him with a guy. Like, because right now, Lesnar is – there's no reason for Brock Lesnar to be around until WrestleMania. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe a surprise entrance in the Rumble, something, I don't know. Put Heyman – because it'd take you about three or four weeks to build a good, build Zeb up as a good, you know, baby face mm-hmm. with Del Rio being kind of like, I'm still a bad guy, fuck you, Zeb, yada, yada, yada. And, like, beating the hell out of Zeb and then, you know, have him align himself with Paul Heyman because you keep, Paul Heyman needs that good heel heat again because he, everybody loves him too much. Like, as much as I hate to say that, people love Heyman too much because they see how good he is. He needs another punch of just, like, heel, you know, to keep the key. Because Lesnar can't get babyface, you know, he can't get babyface momentum or heel heat by himself. Yeah. So if you still want to keep Brock Lesnar in that heel mindset, you got to give something to Heyman to make him, you know, a diabolical guy away from Brock Lesnar. So when he comes back to Brock Lesnar, people go, oh, Brock Lesnar is still a bad guy. So, and then you have this crazy baby face turn of Seth Rollins on the horizon that's going to be fucking huge. You're going to need a monster heel 
to combat that, and Brock Lesnar is going to be the guy. You're going to have to find a way to shovel that heel heat back onto Brock Lesnar, and I think while he's gone, they need to do that with a good heel, and I think Del Rio is the perfect guy. Del Rio Lesnar would be really interesting. I think bringing Del Rio back, mm-hmm. I, I think one of the biggest criticisms that I had about bringing him back was that they would put him with the same guys. He's faced Cena no less mm-hmm. than 10 times in the last... Ziggler a hundred times. Ziggler. Sheamus a million times. The match is very well wrestled. I just don't care because they're just losing. Sheamus, Ziggler... I'm telling losers. you right now, there's, there, I can name you right now five five-star classics Alberto Del Rio could have with somebody right now. You got Owens, obviously, who can have a five-star classic with anybody. Cesaro. Yep. You got Neville. I, he could have a great match with Neville. They had a good match last time. night, too. Right? Uh, somehow get him in the ring with with Hideo Itami when he comes back. Okay. That would be a classic match. Or you can, you can even put him in the ring with a guy like Tyler Breeze. Bill Rio versus Tyler Breeze would be insane. Like, he could have... He is a, he's going to be great at utilizing and making guys shine in matches for years. He could do that forever. I think the key in bringing him back, they have to give him something new to do. If he goes back to doing the same mm-hmm. shtick that he was doing before and facing Swagger on main event every single week, people aren't going to care. They have to give him, like, facing Cena, they, I've seen it a million times. Beating him clean was mm-hmm. something new. The Neville match on Raw, very good match. Neville's a loser, but it was a good match. And if they keep on putting him against, if they keep on putting him against new guys, it's going to mean something in the end. So, Del Rio Lesnar would be nice. All the other people that you mentioned would be nice too. Kevin Owens, all the NXT guys. So I feel like that's what they got to do with Del Rio now that he's back and just give him something fresh. And that's that's, that's what Somehow, last night was. Del Rio versus Joe, Alberto Del Rio versus Samoa Joe. That'd be a fucking classic. Right? That's just a classic. That. That'd be sick. That'd be sweet. I feel like with Tyler Breeze too, it would be a hashtag super kick party. Super King right? Party with Del Rio and Tyler Breeze, Prince Pretty, who was did you on see, Did you see that the uh, that pro wrestling teams and the Young Bucks own that now? Like WWE can't use Super Kick Party. Do they really? Yep, I just I just read that. Uh, I can't remember why I read it, but it was a legit source. Yeah, ProWrestlingTees.com owns that uh, that Super Kick Party tag. Good. JBL says it all. I don't know if it's JBL or Jimmy Uso. One of them say it all the time during. I don't know whose match it is. Whoever hits the super kick, maybe Luke Harper or something. And I don't like know that. if you've been paying attention to Twitter, but the Bucks have been kind of like yeah, they signed someone, right? Yeah, they're 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 subtly hinting that they've signed somewhere, making it seem like it's been NXT because they were wearing the Balor Club T-shirt. Oh, yeah. But no one, no one in the universe is likely to be that fucking sinking ship TNA or some <laughs> bullshit. I'd yeah. love to see them in, in like Lucha Underground or something. That'd be great. But like. Fuck, dude. If it's not NXT, I just pray to God it's not. I mean, good for those guys. Hop on that sinking ship, make that TNA money before it's down. But fuck, man. I hate TNA. I've hated TNA before. It was cool to hate TNA. I fucking hated TNA since 2010. Right there with you. TNA is a sinking ship. Only reason ship. I watch TNA is AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Besides, I can give two shits less TNA. They're dude, when, when AJ Styles left town and Samoa Joe left town, I'm like, okay, oh, sweet. Ethan Carter, fuck yeah. No, fuck off. <laughs> Who gives a flying fuck? And I'll tell you this right now. When this Dudley thing is over, the WWE would be a, would be at a fucking fault to not give that character that Bubba Ray played in TNA at least some kind of singles run. Because he was, as a singles competitor, the shining star of TNA for a long time. 
They let him go too. Good at it. Let him go. (laughs) Let him go. AJ Styles, the star of the company. Let him go. Samoa (laughs) Joe, star of the company. Let him go. Sting, legend. Let him go. Everybody, who is their champion now? Oh, fuck Sting. Who cares? Sting ain't been shit. He never will be shit. I fucking hate Sting too. I hate Sting. Sting hasn't been great since 1995. (laughs) Before that, fucking even before he was the fucking ripoff crow, he fucking sucked then. When he was having matches in the early 90s with dudes like Vader and Flair, like, he was great then. But, like, Matt, dude, no. Sting is one of the most overrated fucks in the history of wrestling, period. I fucking hate Sting. Fuck him. I wish they would have never even acknowledged his existence. I'm not a big Sting guy either. Love Sting, so Fuck I'm in the Sting. minority here. <laughs> but I can see where you're coming from. Um, yeah. But, yeah, TNA, Stinking Chip. They put their belt on Eric Young. How about this? I know we're going really all over the place here, but I just I, I'm fascinated by the year, like your rants and, and your thoughts on certain stuff, Jacob. But I want to get your thoughts on GFW. What are your thoughts on Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Wrestling? Who? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Jeff Jarrett? First of all, Global Force Wrestling. Who fucking cares? They're a second grade company to TNA, which is already a second grade company to every other company in the world. <laughs> But who cares? Jeff Jarrett is a fucking thorn in the side of professional wrestling. Whatever, whatever he touches turns to absolute shit. Period. <laughs> he ruined WCW. He was, just think about this. Ruined WCW. When he, he was on the ship when that fucking sank and left town. <laughs> he, was, he was kind of a whatever in TNA. And then after, you know, he started to get real big in TNA. TNA fucking shit down the gun. Jeff Jarrett has sucked. For as long as I can remember, he hasn't even. You, no, he he has never deserved to own a to, to hold a title in any company ever, and he thinks he's this fucking mastermind of professional wrestling because his dad ran some two bit fucking territory in Florida that nobody gave a fuck about. <laughs> I hate Jeff. Oh, Jarrett. fucking Jerry Jarrett's like I booked the greatest territory. No, no, you fucking idiot. You had no storyline. <laughs> All of your guys were guys, like, like all your top guys were top guys somewhere else that people would just pay money because they saw their name on a poster. Fuck you, Jerry Jarrett. <laughs> Jerry Jarrett is the reason that we have these fucking slimy, carny, fucking men's warehouse suit-wearing pieces of shit that run these legend wrestling shows at fucking baseball parks where these fucking old dudes come out. You might as well take them out behind a barn and shoot them in the back of the fucking head. <laughs> I was, I was that one of those. Worst. I was that one. You know who yeah, made him into that show? Was that or was that not it? Oh, here comes George the Animal Steel on his fucking walker. <laughs> to take the, yeah, he, he's got like Undertaker length entrance because he can't fucking move. Like, it's just slimy. It's just fucking slimy. Jerry Jarrett is the reason we have shit like that in the United States. So fuck Jerry Jarrett. And his son sucks. Fuck him, too. The greatest thing he ever did was get body slammed by China. That's it. RJ, did he draw a dime? Never drew a dime. <laughs> According to the Rise and Fall of WCW DVD. What, what, <laughs> broke a million guitars, never drew a dime. Thought he could draw more money than Hogan could. <laughs> Guy's an wow. idiot. Guy's an absolute clown. Dude, did you see Hogan's contract? What? Oh, they, yeah, they from WCW. The details of the WCW that. guy was robbing the place. Yeah, <laughs> no wonder they went down the No wonder. They from 1998. Guy's commission was out the ass. Yeah, I saw that. Did you see that, Jacob? Yeah. It, I don't even know why we're still talking about this dickhead in 2015. 
I saw it today. I was like, wow, no wonder they went under. The guy was robbing the place. But no, to answer your question, Global Force Wrestling has, just real quick, has incredible guys. Trevor Lee is a fucking workhorse. If you've ever seen anything he's ever done at PWG, he's a madman. He's a little dangerous in the ring for my taste, but he's great. There's, I mean, there's obviously great guys in Global Force Wrestling, but they don't deserve, they don't need to be there. They should be elsewhere doing something productive. Jacob, I have a question for you. What are your thoughts on Johnny Gargano? I love Johnny Gargano. I Here's the thing, though. Johnny Gargano will never be anything but a really great indie wrestler. He's a fantastic indie wrestler, but the man has zero charisma whatsoever. His in-ring work is phenomenal. He has he could go out and – like, a lot of his matches – I don't know if either of you guys watch a lot of PWG. Not really. Not I watch really, a no. shit – yeah. I watch a shit – if you're not watching PWG, you're really missing out on, like, the, the country's best professional wrestling in ring right now is is and has been PWG for the last four or five years. You guys really need to go back and try to find some PWG. I know they got a lot of PWG on that uh, watchwrestling.ch or whatever. Great website. But, uh, yeah, they got a lot of PWG there. Honestly, you can't – you could close your eyes and pick a PWG show, and you could watch it from start to finish, and it's a five-star classic. He's great there. Um, but as far as being a, a, a WWE wrestler, no. I mean, I was excited to see him and Champa, you know, in NXT for a cup of coffee or whatever. But, like, those guys aren't going to be big. First of all, Gargano's got the age on his side, but he's not the talent. And Champa is just, he's, he doesn't have the age. He's not good enough. Like, he, he's a great wrestler, but he doesn't have what it takes to be a, a good wrestler. Like, guys on the indie scene right now that I think have the potential to be something, Brian Cage, I think, has the potential to be something great in the WWE someday. Excuse me, Willie Mack, if they ever actually, you know, recognize what they're missing with Willie Mack, I think he would be great. Uh, uh, Ricochet, obviously, he is just a fucking freak of nature. Uh, Prince Puma, I think is what they call him in Lucha Underground. Uh, Chuck Taylor, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a wrestler named Chuck Taylor. No, I'm thinking, uh, I, when you said that, I'm thinking Chuck Palumbo, but no, I, I haven't no, seen Chuck no, Taylor. No, not that idiot. Yeah, they're really <laughs> missing out on this Chuck Palumbo guy. I don't know who missed the boat with that guy. But no, uh, <laughs> Chuck Taylor, he's a, com- he's a comedic wrestler, but he can wrestle really well. I think he would be great. I think he'd be super entertaining. But I think right now, the way indie wrestling is going, I think everybody who, who was or is going to be good is already in NXT right now. What about Adam Cole? Oh, oh, the crown prince of professional wrestling right now. I forgot about Adam Cole. The fact that Adam Cole isn't the WWE champion right now <laughs> is a fucking travesty. Adam Cole is the greatest. I hope he listens to this or this gets back to him somehow. Adam Cole is the greatest professional wrestler in wrestling today, bar none and now. Literally my, one of my first ROH matches. I and Adam Cole all had a stable in PWG, and they were the fucking greatest thing in wrestling for the longest time. They were so funny. <laughs> but no, I love Adam Cole, man. He's, the fact that he's not in NXT right now is just uh, beyond me. He, should be, he is main roster worthy right now. Give him a couple years, he'll be Shawn Michaels, period. <laughs> The thing with that too, I think like they could like I think right now they have so many guys that like you can't just keep bringing more and more guys in because then you start losing like you get lost in the shuffle with other yeah. guys like they have a Tommy. Yeah. You can only focus on so They're, many people. You can't only really focus on so many guys at X two now. They got the Balor, Cruz, 
with Tommy. Right. They still have those guys. So I think. Well, see, you know, hear me wrong. I know. I know you guys are going to probably shit all over this, but I love the day with Tommy more than anybody. You know, he ain't going to make it. I'm sorry. He is not going to be. Uh, he's a really. He's going to be a really great NXT superstar, but he is not going to. You can't have a big name guy who fucking can't speak English. Not in America. Ain't going to happen. That's, I hate that's to say 100% it. That's 100 true. You, you think he... when they when they brought in when they brought in Devin and Hitami, I was like, okay, well, Prince Devin's going to be great. Devin's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, just from pure marketing, they're going to make millions of dollars off of this guy. But they're not going to take the handcuffs off of Tommy. Like the only way for a Tommy, if they let a Tommy be, you know, a more Kenta style guy, he could get in the ring right now with Brock Lesnar, and they would fucking have a war. But they're not going to take the handcuffs off of him and let him do his shit. Like, that's great. Like, they're not going to let him do the hard kicks or the hard strike. The shit that got him over in Japan, they will not let him do in America. So he is just basically, the hourglass is falling for him. And it's sad that he got injured because he isn't going to make it as a WWE talent. It just that's just my opinion. I love the guy, and it really hurts me to say it, but he was going to do exactly what Loki did, or Caval, or whatever they called him the WWE. He's going to be interested. People are going to be interested in him for a second, and then go, "Oh, he doesn't talk. And he's like not from here." Even though I mean, Caval mm-hmm. was, but Caval's voice—that motherfucker's got a 500-pound black man voice in that tiny little body. But like, he—he—he—he doesn't have the—he doesn't have. Tommy doesn't have what it takes to be a wrestler on a main. Like he'll be a great mid card guy. He'll be able to have matches with anybody. I would have loved to see him and Brian go one time uh, again under you know the WWE banner. But uh, yeah, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna amount to much. But uh, <laughs> this is my opinion. No, I agree. I feel like with a Tommy, I, the fact they had him debut technically on the main roster in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, and he gets tossed out by the Big Show. In 30 seconds, he gets tossed up by yeah. Big Show with with a touch from the Big Show, and that's it. No story told. The guy didn't do anything no, memorable. See, in the they, match. Now here's the thing: he should have went to the last two, even if you were going to have that big fucking cancer Big Show win. <laughs> I get it; they're both big. Eh, whatever. <laughs> if you were going to have that happen, don't. Let him be the last two and put up a real good fight, and yep. then let him go back to NXT because that would people. That's just gonna be like, oh, this this guy, this huge guy from NXT, just got beat. Oh, well, he doesn't deserve to be here anyway. Fuck him. But like, they really missed the opportunity to be like, wow, this guy's great. He gave it to the Big Show, and look how small he is. Like, you gotta go check this guy out on NXT. Well, it doesn't matter because he got fucking injured anyway. But <laughs> and also, I mean, Sami Zayn. I think people are gonna love that dude when he gets rolling, like when he comes back and yeah. gets going. Can you imagine the pop, like the pop of that crowd when Sami Zayn runs out to attack Kevin Owens on the main roster? That's going to be a moment for time, even for me being a big like that feud right there, Zayn and, and Owens or Steen Generico, whatever you want to call them. That to me is my rock and Austin. Me being like you know a huge indie wrestling fan, I've always liked indie wrestling more than WWE. Uh, that to me was my rock and Austin, my you know flair and. Roads that that was my big rivalry that I that, that's just been going on forever. Those two could tear a house down if there's twenty people or twenty thousand people in it. So that is going to be something big when he comes back. 
love the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens feud. It's gonna be big. Like there, if there was ever a money match in NXT, it's Owens versus Zayn. And I'm telling you, I called this months ago. Zayn Owens, IC. I thought it'd be over the U.S. title when Owens won the belt from Cena. It didn't happen, but he is IC champion. Owens Zayn Intercontinental Championship opening match at WrestleMania 32. Hashtag book. Set it up with a surprise return by Zayn at the Rumble. To Boom. Owens out. Red Bam, you got a WrestleMania opening match right there. Knowing them, they'll probably put it on the fucking pre-show. <laughs> but it's gonna be it's gonna be great, man. Those guys. If any two people in wrestling deserve to have a match at WrestleMania for everything they've done and what they put their bodies through, it's those two guys. They deserve it. Love it. And Zayn can finally get his big win over Kevin Owens and beat him. For the belt would be amazing if, if Owens. See, I, I just I'm just selfish and want Steen to be the Intercontinental Champion forever. But I mean <laughs> that is a great place. That is a great place for him to. What would be great though if Owens, from there, became the first person over a decade to go on from the Intercontinental Championship to the main event scene? Because for the longest time that title has been a freaking cancer. People held Here's that title. Here's the thing though, they can't. They no matter what they do, they're never going to be able to hold him down. They could book him in the stupid – I have seen that man take the stupidest shit and turn it into gold. They're not going to be able – unless they just straight fire the man, they're either going to have to give him a main event run or fire him because he will not – the crowd will not allow Kevin Owens to be nothing, period. They, the Bryan. crowd loves Kevin Owens. Daniel Bryan, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. No matter how great or how much the company doesn't like him or his look or what he has to offer, the crowd will will that man into, like, he just has so many facets. He's amazing on commentary. If you ever, he does a lot of commentary on PWG. Love and when he's he shits fucking on Byron hilarious. Saxton on yeah, gotta love when he shits on Byron Saxton. Great. <laughs> love it. I love his shit with Cole. I love him. People say, why is making fun of Michael Cole? Because it's fucking hilarious when Michael Cole's a douche. <laughs> like, do we not remember that Michael Cole's a fuckboy? Like, I remember <laughs> when he was wearing that stupid ass fucking singlet wrestling. I remember that asshole. This fucking. <laughs> Creepy uncle has his heart explosion, and oh my god, Michael Cole said it on TV. He's the greatest. Fuck Michael Cole. He's still a dick. <laughs> I still hate Michael Cole. Put DBL out there by himself. Let him Joey Styles it. I'd be fucking completely happy. I fucking hate us. Oh, 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 oh. The worst. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, going, yeah, Owens, though, great on commentary. Daniel Bryan, I feel like, even with him, because you mentioned if Owens got fired, he'd still be over. Daniel Bryan, remember when he got fired five years ago from the Nexus thing? People were chanting his names at, at events and arenas at Raw. And yeah. he got he got hired back. I mean, granted, it was because of something. Yeah. You know, they, they were going to hire him back anyway because it wasn't really his fault, just misdirection. But anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, Owens, I feel like, bottom line, is going to be a star. The guy has star written all over him. Finn Balor, I feel like, is the same thing. When he comes up to the main roster. Just think he, about it, though. Think about all the great guys in the history of, you know, wrestling that have got really like, had like 100% to the core, gotten over. Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, guys like that, they all had the same things Kevin Owen has. They could go in the ring. They were unorthodox. Their appearance was different. You know, like, I love Joe, but he doesn't have the charisma to be a main event wrestler. Sorry. I love the man. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all. He's probably two behind Kevin Owens is my favorite wrestler of all time. Doesn't have the charisma to get it done. Everything he says sounds like he's reading off of cue cards in his own head. It's awful. But Kevin Owens has what it takes to be a star, period. As a big a star as a, you know, a Stone Cold 
or even The Rock. The Rock was different when he came. Well, you know, when he started doing his thing, people were like, "This is a black dude. This kind of black guy. Is he black? I don't know." And like, <laughs> he even had that kind of weird thing. Like, he has, he has all of the utensils, all the tools and utensils it takes to be a megastar in wrestling. If his body can hold up to the challenge. My money's in Rollins versus Owens, babyface versus heel. That's my money match that I want to see in the next. Whenever it happens, I yeah. want to see it. It's, yeah, because we never even got to see that one on the Indies. There was never a Tyler Black Kevin Steen match. Like that's still a dream match that I've been waiting to see for years. Babyface Rollins would be over as hell against oh. heel Owens. Oh, oh my god! Hashtag book it. Oh, Hashtag book stick it. Stick it. <laughs> money, it. money written all over it. Take my money right now. Take my money. You said a couple months ago when I was talking to you. I still don't think it's going to happen, but Owens wins the Rumble and goes on to main event for the World Championship of WrestleMania. You still feel like that's going to happen? Or is I, that want, like a, I think so. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'd love to see him versus Lesnar. Wishful thinking, yeah. Wishful thinking. Would love to see him and Lesnar. Owens and Lesnar. I got to say it, though. Owens and Lesnar will never see the same ring together as much as that makes me sad, but he doesn't. If you put Lesnar in, there is no, there is no, like I said, they booked Lesnar in such a way that there is no conceivable way Kevin Owens could have any positive offense against Brock Lesnar as sad as that is to say like it's just sad man like I love Lesnar I think Lesnar right now is probably the best thing in wrestling even more so after the main event of Hell in a Cell but uh you you can't just book him against I mean yeah just because you like somebody doesn't mean you can book him against Lesnar Lesnar has kind of booked himself into a corner with who he can wrestle to where it makes sense yeah, like, yeah. like, I could see him versus Rock at WrestleMania. Uh, I could see, you know, I don't know what they're doing with The Undertaker. I can't be, I can honestly tell you, I have no fucking clue. But uh, I could see, you know, I could see Undertaker taking Rollins out, maybe for the belt, having Lesnar win the Rumble. I, some, I don't know, because those guys, they can't. I'm sorry, as much as that was supposed to be the end of Taker versus Lesnar, like, I'm sorry, that, I don't know, man, like, they could, okay, first of all, they have completely, like, Benoit, their match, they had it no way out in the Hell in a Cell, and like, what was it, 03, they, apparently that match didn't happen in history, like, that's just stricken from the record, but, uh, like, it's because if you go purely by the numbers, uh, Lesnar already beat him two out of three, so, I mean, it doesn't matter. So they, they, if they're, if logic states and they're doing a best of five, it's Undertaker, you know, it's it's Lesnar winning one, Taker winning one, Lesnar winning. So like, I don't even know what the fuck they would do. Like, I have no idea. It makes zero sense to me whatsoever. So like, I don't know, man. It's it's a it's a weird road in wrestling right now. I'm excited. Survivor Series is going to be nice. Rollins and Reigns for the championship, presumably. It hasn't been confirmed for the pay-per-view, but it's going to be a good match. Undertaker and the Wyatt family again. Reuni- the reuniting of the Brothers of Destruction. A lot of things to be excited about right now, but looking forward to it. We'll break it down all next week, but before we go, Jacob, we could talk to you for hours, dude. We didn't even right. we, had, we had such a great conversation. We didn't even get to the rest of Hell in a Cell and Raw. Like, that's how great this conversation has been that we didn't even... <laughs> right, we just... I always do this, and I feel so bad. No, absolutely not. No, it's great. I get mad, and I fucking go (laughs) off. But continue. I'll try to keep my my opinions quick. No, that's what what keeps the radio compelling. Just the Mm -hmm. random shooting of the breeze among three wrestling fans. 
I'm the, I'm the Brian Pillman of WrestleRant Radio. <laughs> telling me right. <laughs> Shit, put the gun down. Put the gun down. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's why I love it. WrestleRant. There's a rant in there for a reason. The rant. If it's not Wrestle Talk Radio, it's Wrestle Rant Radio, and that's what we bring every single right. Tuesday. But Jacob, again, dude, thanks so much for coming on. We'll definitely have you on again in the very near future. But before we let you go, be sure to plug your socials, your Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Periscope, Tout. Yeah. You're everything. First of all, MySpace. Hold the fuck. What is it, 2007? I don't get on MySpace anymore. Everything. You're, uh, if, you, if I still had a top five, you, you'd be in it, Graham. You'd be in my top five. Appreciate it, but brother. But no, uh, just on Twitter at, uh, at Jacob Bloom. You can find me, Jacob Bloom, on Facebook. Uh, I'm taking bookings, man, for uh, hosting things. I, I do... Uh, I'm a head commentator for Roller Derby, and I do uh, I host for a burlesque troupe. So check, make sure you check out the Fort Wayne Bombshells on Facebook and uh, Fort Wayne Derby Girls on Facebook. Uh, other than that, man, it's been amazing as always. Of course, man. Of course. We'll definitely have you on in the near future, and we'll catch you down the road, dude. All right, brother. See you, man. Later. RJ, before we go off the air, your quick top five winners and losers of the week. As usual, gotta start with the losers of the, the week. The losers. My NXT losers of the week. You're okay. gonna love this one. Just to specify, two NXT, five losers from the main roster. Right? Yes. Gotcha. The two losers of the week, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Yes. Two girls. I don't know if they're. I, you don't really know what they have in the ring because they just get squashed. They never know. They're losers. losers. They literally don't get any offense in, really, and they <laughs> no. just lose. Love so they, those picks. They're my, they're my NXT loser of the week. They're losers. My fit, number five loser, The Miz. He's Guy can't even get on TV. No. If he is, he's doing a segment or something that no one cares about. Playing video games. Playing video stage. games, holding another Miz TV segment that no one gives a shit about. Yep. Number four, Cesaro. Ooh. Lose on SmackDown and lose on Raw. Loser. One of the kickoff show. Yeah, that doesn't count. But he lost. Dean Ambrose, number three. Not even on Hell in Cell. Not even, not even Raw. Main event did the show last year. Yeah. And he lost. Lost. He lost in the main event he last year. He was literally year. on Raw for a sip of coffee. For a, not even a cup. A sip of coffee. A, a, a taste. Uh, l- 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 that's it. Just a lick. Number two, same as last week, Naomi. Where was Naomi. she? She was on the season, Susan B. Coleman thing. But that's She's all. not even a total divas. She's the loser. Loser. Number one. Do I even have to say it? Neville. <laughs> Who else would be number one? Neville. He's a loser. Loser. You don't even need an explanation why he's a loser because you know he's a loser. Yep. Catastrophic, right? And it, <laughs> he's cemented on that list. <laughs> NXT winners of the week. This winners. is what people care about. Here we go. We got James Storm Woo! and Baron Corbin. Woo! Storm made his debut. Corbin <laughs> beat Rhino. Hot. Clean. Clean. Number five, The New Day. New. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. They're whoa. five this week, Whoa, people. went from one to five. Yep. What is a lot of logic A lot of losses. Hey, lost Lost last on night. SmackDown, Ooh. retained on LSL, and they both lost singles matches on Raw. Three losses, one win. They retained the title, so that's why I kept Woods them. is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they, didn't, if they lost the titles, they'd be off my list. Okay, just Number five, four, just I don't like it, but Alberto Del Rio. Alberto Del Rio. Beat Cena, beat Neville. So. Winner. Number three, Seth Rollins. Beat I, Cesaro on SmackDown. If I could say winner in Spanish, I would. But what's number three, sir? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Beat Cesaro on SmackDown and retain his title on Sunday. Clean. Number two, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Beat, beat Ryback and retained on Hellasson. Beat Cesaro on Raw. Fight Owens and fight. And number one, Roman Reigns. Burner. Literally Burner. beat the New Day on SmackDown. Beat Bray Wyatt Hell in Cell. Beat Kofi Kingston and won the triple. He's the a winner. Fourth. Number one winner of the week, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a winner. Hey, hey, hey. 
Roman Reigns is the number one winner of the week. Believe that. Ugh. Hashtag believe, believe that. that. So before we go off the air, that's it. I just mentioned it. The hashtag. Where is it and what is it, RJ, this week? Oof. What do we feel on this week? I don't know. We went so off topic, so I'm not sure. I know. There's not like one, one thing, thing that we like, really thought yeah. about. I'll give you one. Hashtag eat, sleep, wrestle rant radio, repeat. That's a long hashtag. But we need another one. That's mine. Hashtag sign Adam Cole. Hashtag sign Adam Cole. Hashtag Adam Cole, baby. How about that? Adam Cole, baby. Hashtag sign Adam Cole. Yeah. And Johnny Wrestling. I, I respect Jacob's thoughts, but I still feel like he can be a good star in NXT. NXT, I think he'd be good on. Maybe not main roster. Not main roster, probably Kevin not. Dunn is not a fan of Johnny Entertainment. Johnny Sports Entertainment. Not a fan. <laughs> yes, Vince. Everything you say, Vince. Yes, Vince. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Johnny Sports Entertainment. Yeah. Is he the number one winner of the week? Kevin Dunn? Kevin Dunn, yes. Yes, Graham. What are you saying, Graham? <laughs> not a blood fan. Not a blood fan. Hates Get blood. over it. Yeah, get over that it, pissed Vince. me off. That was stupid. Vince and Kevin Dunn were furious backstage because of blood. Taker pushes him to the side. Not Taker, well, sorry. Lesnar does. Kevin Dunn was heated. <laughs> Lesnar should have brought him to Suplex City. <laughs> Suplex City tonight? Bitch. Seriously. Love it. So, before we go off the air, the social, the socials, excuse me, MySpace, Periscope, Tout, P.O. Box, Social Security card number, everything. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, it's at RJ underscore Marcel. Boom. Check out all my articles on nextarawrestling.net. And got, the new I one got, tomorrow? There's a new one tomorrow, and I got other ones in process. Woo! In the process, people. Woo! Um, besides that, um... Any shout-outs? No, no, no shout-outs tomorrow. No shout-outs. Shout-out to Adam Cole. Adam Cole, definitely. Sign I'll definitely out. come out with an article soon, like, top five guys that maybe we should sign. Yes. Because I haven't had one of those yet. Yes. Adam Cole, Adam Johnny Cole's Wrestling. There, Johnny Gargano. There's a couple of people in my head I'm flowing through. Yeah, right we now. can't we couldn't go through the whole you, list. I can't right give now. the whole list, you people. You can't give the whole you list. Li- you weren't even able to read the articles. Exactly. It's a WrestleRant Radio exclusive. You got two out of the five. Read the article for the rest. Should be up soon. But tomorrow, be out, be on the lookout for the article. The New Day. Why they're the best thing going in wrestling right now. Hey, we want some New Day. Love New Day. You guys can catch me on the socials at WrestleRant on the Twitter, at Facebook.com, backslash Graham.Jusim.Matthews on Facebook, Periscope. on the YouTube. At Periscope is also Graham Jusim Matthews. MySpace, same, same thing. Tout, same thing. My AIM account, same thing as well. And, and your Snapchat account. My Snapchat and what's the other one? Vine. Fine. Fine, too. I'm on all of them, at Graham, Jason, Matthews. You guys can listen to the show every single Tuesday at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 Central Time, at live365.com, backslash stations, backslash, well, I forgot the rest of it, RJ. ECTV, 73. There we go, ECTV, 73. You got it, folks. We'll be back next Tuesday with another all-new live episode of WrestleRant Radio. Until then, guys, have a great week. This is GSM and RJ signing off.